0: Our scripture reading for this morning is taken from the book of Deuteronomy, the 6th chapter, beginning with verse 6. And our Lord says to the children of Israel, through Moses, These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would increase our faith through them. Amen. Many, many years ago when I was a young pastor, I had a, um, a young lady come to me who was probably ninth or 10th grade. Her parents sent her to me. To talk to me specifically and apparently what had happened was she had gotten a D in math and when the report card was sent to her home she got the mail and took the report card out of the envelope and changed the D to a B with a little pen work and uh, her parents didn't realize what had happened until um, A few months later, at a teacher's conference, when the teacher told them that your daughter actually has a D in math, not a B. And they discovered what had happened. So they were upset with her for lying to them, deceiving them, and sent her to me. And it was interesting as we sat to talk about it, she said, I don't know what the big deal is. My dad lies all the time. The other day, he got stopped by a police officer, and he lied that there was something wrong with his speedometer. My dad lies all the time. His hypocrisy about the thing um, ended up undermining his own authority to her and uh, it caused her to think that well now she had the right to be able to do that as well. The role of being a parent is is a very tricky thing and uh, sometimes kids can really spot our failures and our weaknesses. If statistics are true for your generation About 94% of you sitting here today who are college students will plan to be parents someday. 94% hope, at least, to be parents someday. And the role that you play as a parent is probably one of the most important, it is probably the most important thing you'll be doing in your life. And God is the one who has designed the family. And so it shouldn't be surprising to us that his word has a lot to say to us about our roles as parents such an important task and the home the home life and the christian home is of such great concern to our heavenly father primarily because it is the primary not exclusive but primary venue through which the christian faith is handed down from one generation to the next and so this role from a spiritual heavenly perspective from an eternal perspective is not to be taken lightly. It's not to be treated like some trivial thing. And as I, as I demonstrated with that story about the young lady in her report card, the, the greatest threat to the spiritual lives of children is often parental hypocrisy. It's the chief reason... When people do surveys of people who are now your age and who have left the church, it's actually listed as the number one reason, hypocrisy that they see in parents and in leadership in the church. I read this once in an essay. I'm going to read this short little paragraph to you. It kind of brings it home real realistically. When Dad considers Hooters to be his favorite family restaurant, Don't be surprised when his children don't take Christianity seriously. Mixed messages always work in Satan's favor. Notice that when God directs the children of Israel to uh, to take take great care in passing on these things to their children, notice what he starts with. He says, these words, the word of God, these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And that's really the the key line here from a parental perspective they shall be in your heart God would have you understand your role as a Christian parent as as being a model to the very children that he will give you and in a sense your life then and how you parent becomes to some degree a sermon to your children He says, you shall teach them diligently, these words, teach them diligently. And think of all the places he talks about, when you rise up and we sit down, when you do this and do that. In other words, every part of life, it's not just something you do on Sunday morning, but it's something that just infiltrates every part, every conversation, uh, every decision that's being made, needs to be made from a Christ-centered, eternal life perspective. And that comes to us through this wonderful saving word of our Lord. Now, this is, this is an intimidating task. Uh, I know how, how challenging this is. I know how weak and sinful my own heart is and my own sinful flesh and my mind. I know what a struggle it is just for me to try to stay with my Savior and, and to think that I'm now going to be in the role of, of teaching another generation and passing this on, such a, a weak and feeble person as myself, And many parents feel almost overwhelmed by this. But here's God's answer to that. Repentance and his grace. Repentance and his grace. Repentance first and foremost before him about whatever your weaknesses or sins may be. And also before our children that our children realize we are weak, mortal people and that we need God's forgiveness and grace and we need a savior just as badly as they do. And that, that acknowledgement of our sin and weakness and the fact that, that only, the only strength we can have can be found in our Lord in our savior and what he's done for us and his promises to us, that then becomes the sermon. That then becomes the example and the model that God wants our children to know and to see. Even our Lord Jesus' parents were weak, sinful people. Even Mary and Joseph had sins of their own that they wrestled and struggled with. I'm going to read a line to you. It's it's adapted. It's it's often used to speak of pastors in their congregations, but it's very fitting as well for parents and their children. I'm going to read this. I've I've, paraphrased it a bit. It will never hurt your children to see you reaching for god's grace in life even if it is with a trembling hand it will never hurt your kids for them to see you in need of that wonderful grace and forgiveness we have of all of our sins in christ i had a i had a pretty awesome mom and uh my, I, it's hard for me to think of a single time in my life that, that I saw or witnessed my mom sinning in front of me. She probably did, but I wasn't paying attention. But um, I, I really can't think of a time I, I can, that my mom sinned in front of me. And yet, just by the way she talked to us and dealt with things and by how desperately I knew she needed hearing God's word and taking the sacrament and things, I knew she was a sinner. I knew that she had sin because she loved Christ so much, and that became so apparent. Your authority as a future Christian parent will never be undermined when you acknowledge your failings in the light of God's Word and bow before the cross of your Lord. Your authority as a parent, when you do that, will only be enhanced. Now, I sent out a special invitation to students today to come here if you plan to be a mom and a dad, and I invited you here today because you are a missionary. You are part of God's mission field, and the primary place where you will be doing mission work is around your dinner table and at your children's bedside when you put them to bed at night. No other institution in the world will have such a positive or negative effect on a child's spiritual life than what's going on inside of the home and if we went around and interviewed all of you about where your faith came from and everything you'd find that that's exactly the case for about 90 plus percent of us I'm gonna read a little paragraph from a Missouri Synod theologian David Scare he said this the gospel is at work through one person in the home and the best missionaries are a believing mother or father Not the evangelists who bring tears to our eyes and cause us to fall on our knees. The best missionaries are parents who bring their children to church for baptism and those who are patient with their unbelieving spouses. I'd like to call on you to do something really big for God. And at the same time, it's a really little thing. And that is when you have children someday... Take time every day to do a little family devotion with them. Make it a part of your everyday life. One of the things you can use too, that really really helps impress this faith into people's hearts is music. We've been given an amazing gift of hymns, especially in the Lutheran Church. The, the hymnology of our church, just brings Christ. If you one day we had a guy here who wasn't Lutheran, who sat in our chapel. And he was a father of one of our students. And he started looking through our hymn book. And he said, I just realized you guys have the gospel in every hymn. <laughs> yeah, Christ in every hymn. That's a treasure. Not, not every denomination has that. I'd like you to take out your hymn book and turn to hymn number 178. And this is a a hymn that was used in my childhood and many of of people of my generation. It's a one-verse hymn. We sang this at least twice a week at bedside when we went to sleep at night. And I'd like us to sing this together now, and that'll be the close for our devotion. Let's join in singing that.